Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. Hello, enthusiasts. ACES Fall Conference was in Utah this year. ACERS attending had the opportunity to visit Lagoon Amusement Park in Farmington, as Julie Freed told us a couple weeks ago before the event, as well as the offices of SNS Worldwide in North Logan for a truly exclusive experience. It was also the weekend our executive committee met. So who better to come on the podcast and tell us all about it that a member of our EC, as we call it. He is our membership director. Please welcome Joseph Siza. Joseph, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, Jessica, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Let's learn a little bit more about you, Joseph. Where, where are you from? Where do you live? <laughs> so I live just outside of Austin, Texas. Do you like it? Uh, I do. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> What's your home park? Uh, my home parks would be Six Flags Fiesta Texas and SeaWorld San Antonio. And what got you into coasters in the first place? Tell us your origin story. <laughs> I've been into coasters, I mean, honestly, since I was a kid. I would say really kind of started in high school, seriously getting into it. I worked as a uh, rides operator at a small amusement park in Birmingham, Alabama, where I grew up called Visionland, which is uh, now called Alabama Adventure and Splash Adventure Water Park. Oh, fun. What did you do there? So I was a ride operator. Um, and then after the first season, I moved up to ride supervisor and did that for three more seasons before kind of uh, shifting gears and going off to college and all of that fun stuff. So it didn't turn you away from roller coasters. It got you even more into? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I kind of took a pause during college and didn't do anything seriously and then joined ace back in late 2011 if i remember correctly what got you to join ace uh that would be my wonderful partner xander lee xander lee he's the best he has a title in ace too right does he yes he is the member benefits manager member benefits manager membership director you're covering all the members yes. thank you to both of you for <laughs> for doing that by the way um it's important to have volunteers that uh, keep Ace going. So thanks for all you do. Oh, thank you. And thank you for uh, volunteering for the podcast. I love doing the podcast. I mean, <laughs> I, you're you're very welcome. I hope people like it. So, so you've been in Ace now since 2011. Xander got you into it. Was there like any coaster in particular that like really got you into loving coasters? That's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Uh, growing up, my home park was uh, Six Flags Over Georgia. So... I always enjoyed going riding like Georgia Cyclone or yeah. Grand Scream Machine or the Mindbender. Um, so really probably those three were kind of like my big intros into coasters. But are you one of those people that were like your your partner was even more into it and that got you more, more no, into it? No, we were very equally into coasters when uh, we met. So just kind of worked out. Well, Did you meet way. because of coasters or it just was a coincidence? 
coincidence. Oh, neat. Well, that's always yeah. good. <laughs> yes. Hate to find out after the fact. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're the membership director. For those who don't understand what that is, can you kind of give us an overview of what you do? Yeah. So my role is I kind of oversee anything related to our members. Um, so member benefits is one of them. Uh, member recognitions, another one, volunteers, uh, volunteer recognition, uh, and then merchandise is the other uh, big area that I oversee. We love merch, or at least I do. I love merch. <laughs> so I want to definitely dig more into that. But before I do, did, was this the first position you've ever had in ACE? No. So before uh, being on the EC, I was on the uh, survey committee and uh, kind of helped with uh, running our surveys. So post-event surveys uh, after all of our regional events, as well as after our national events. Nice. So what you would do is sort of go through those surveys or create the surveys and then just see where all the, the members were at about what they liked and disliked? Exactly. Yeah, we would create the surveys, provide them to the uh, whoever was leading the event for them to send out to the attendees. And then we'd go through the data and provide that as well and then kind of review it. Nice. So, you, so after that, then the, the membership director thing just kind of makes sense because you sort of have an idea of what people like and don't like. Exactly. It was nice. kind of a, a natural step. And can you explain the executive committee a little bit more to people? Like, for example, the podcast committee person, that's me. Uh, I am not on the executive committee. Can you sort of explain um, how that system works? Yeah, so the executive committee is the way to kind of think about it. It's, a, it's kind of like our board of directors for ACE. Um, we kind of oversee everything within the club. We have 12 members of the EC. Four of them are elected. So that's president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. There's one that's quasi, what I would call kind of quasi-elected because it's immediate past president. So whoever the immediate past president is, kind of moves into that role as we move forward in elections. The remaining seven of us are uh, appointed. And so we are appointed by the president and confirmed by the other uh, elected EC members uh, to serve in our roles. So that includes membership director, communications director, publications director, history and preservation director, region director, events director, and operations director. Awesome. Thanks for breaking that down for us. I appreciate that, Joseph. Okay, so tell me more about merch. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so, it seems like that's like uh, like one of the top things that, that you handle. Yes, yeah, so I would say it's definitely one of the top things. It's been a big focus area since uh, I took, took on the uh, membership director role. And one of the things that, you know, we've been trying to do is expand the type of merch we offer, as well as figuring out ways we can expand the merch without um, the club having to pre-purchase a bunch of stuff and have it sit in inventory. Yes, um, smart. So we, we're doing a lot of made-to-order items now, uh, which we didn't do in the past. So it's still very affordable, and we it's opened us up to many more options, different colors, uh, different brands that uh, – expanded our offerings you know yeah, prior styles. i think we have i was very excited to see uh some female shaped things at coaster con some tank tops it's like yay because that's what i wear to parks <laughs> so yes appreciate it's... that beyond the regular ringer t-shirts exactly is... 
And we're trying to do more of that. And so that'll be definitely a focus as we head into the off season as well. Nice. Why do you think merch is important? I, I have my opinions, but I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so in my for me, it's important because it helps get our club brand out there. It helps yes. you know, when we wear our gear to the park. You know, A, not only do people in the park ask us about it, park employees see us in it. Uh, you know, all of those good things that help kind of build our partnerships in the industry as well. I love when a ride operator will notice my ACE shirt and point it out. And then uh, there's been times where I've been sitting and like waiting to get buckled in and and one of the operators will be done with their job and then just start talking to me about the coaster because they know that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, exactly. More than the average general public, I would say. And I'm not a know-it-all by any means. <laughs> but yes. I love when they'll talk to me more. So yeah, I 100% agree. I think that that is just the, like such a good way to get the branding out there and people see it enough. And they're in a, so one, one day in line, someone's going to ask you, what is Ace? And you say, well, <laughs> I'd love to <laughs> exactly. talk to you about it. <laughs> Starts so many conversations and while waiting in the queue. Really does. So let's get into Ace Fall Conference. So as I mentioned, it was in Utah. Was this your first time in Utah? It was. It was. Wow. And so first time at Lagoon, obviously. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so tell everyone how long this event is. So this event started Friday afternoon and went through Sunday afternoon. Friday afternoon. And then you started at Lagoon. So when did you arrive? Uh, so I got to Lagoon. Um, Check-in started about two o'clock. I got there a little bit early because I was actually running our little mini uh, Ace General store at registration. So we did have a small number of merchandise items for sale. So I was helping do that as well as uh, hand out event t-shirts that nice. people had pre-ordered. Uh, so yeah, so I got there about two o'clock. It was uh, a lot of fun. We had 210 attendees, if I'm remembering correctly. Whoa, that's a great number. Yeah, it was uh, a really good number. And so what happened on that first day? Like, break it down for me. Give me the whole the whole rundown. Of course. So once uh, everybody got checked in, we headed into the park. From 3 to 3.30, we had uh, snacks and beverages available out in front of the primordial courtyard. Ooh. And then at 3.30... Uh, exclusive ride time started on Cannonball, Primordial, and The Rocket. Did anybody not go immediately to Primordial? <laughs> I'm wondering. I, I mean, think a few people went over to Cannibal first. Okay. But I will right. say, I think the majority went to Primordial. To I'm guessing. <laughs> this is one of the most sought after coaster experiences in the amusement industry right now. And uh, it just opened. And so for that many Acers to to get on it and just like it's opening couple months is just phenomenal. So we don't want to spoil Primordial here. Uh, we may do that in an upcoming episode of the first drop. But so tell us about your experience on Primordial with no spoilers. Ooh. All right. So that's what I'll say. This could be hard. So what I will say is it's a super unique ride that rivals, I would say, anything that Disney and Universal do. Whoa. Wow. That's amazing and for a family park. Yes. It's like really impressive to see what Lagoon is able to put together. 
uh, by developing these rides in-house. So you had no weight for this coaster? I I wouldn't say no weight. It was minimal weight, like handful of trains, like three mm-hmm. or four trains worth of weight. So, and if you had to sort of like describe it to someone to try to get like, I was like, what is this? What is this coaster? It's in this mountain, but like, what is it? How would you give a basic so you, description? You start going up a traditional lift hill, and the first part of the coaster is outside. So you go through a couple of drops and turns and. Stuff like that and then you head into the mountain where it moves into more of kind of a dark ride shooting uh interactive ride cool would you say this is good for all ages is this a family coaster i would definitely say it's a family coaster with a few thrilling elements mixed in okay that's all we're gonna say that's it that's, yes <laughs> how many times did you ride it i rode it three times three times amazing Yep, and that's, I'll leave it at that without giving away anything else. All right, great. And <laughs> then uh, what happened next? Did you hit the other two? Yes. Well, I went over to uh, Cannibal, rode that a few times. Uh, and tell us about uh, Cannibal. Uh, so Cannibal is a really good one. It's another one that uh, Lagoon developed in-house. So it has an elevator lift and then has, I believe, what is the steepest beyond vertical drop. Yes. Yeah, Julie was telling uh, us about that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, kind of goes through some other unique elements. Uh, really good, really fun ride. Uh, really enjoyed it. Nice. And then what was next? Next, I didn't end up riding the rocket, which is their uh, SNS tower uh, that was also available for ERT. Uh, but after that, we headed to dinner from five to six that evening. Were there any kind of presentations or? No, that evening we just really had dinner and a couple of announcements, but nothing, uh, no presentations or anything that evening. Then after that, uh, we had the uh, couple of the meetups. So like the Pride meetup was that evening. Uh, we met up at Can uh, you explain the, the meetups to anybody who might not understand? Sh- sure. So for this event, we had a few uh, different meetups. So those are, you know, people that are, part of various groups so we have pride uh mature acers uh women's ride families and the rocky mountain region since lagoon is in the rocky mountain region nice so basically you don't just sign up or anything it's usually just announced along with the event we did a bunch during coaster con um during i think preservation conference and spring conference yeah exactly Mm -hmm. super informal there's on the schedule what day what time what ride and everybody just kind of meets up. We take a group photo and then we ride. Yeah, it's just a great way to meet someone new. I when I would go, like I went to the woman's ride and got to sit next to someone I'd never met and chat with her and find out where she was from. And then afterwards, meet her husband. It was so great. It's just a really good way to just meet other people who have this similar love and hobby that you do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. And so then after the meetups. So after that uh, Friday's meetups, uh, we had, for those that pre-purchased tickets, uh, we had the seance. Did you get to do the seance? I am dying to hear about this. I did get to do the seance. Okay. Uh, It's probably the most unique theme park show experience I've ever done. What? Seriously? Tell me about this. Break this down for me. I don't know how much I wanted, like give away though at the same time okay (laughs) but what i will say is it's 
there's only 40 of you in the space. Um, and so you brought in and you're sat on these bleachers. Uh, they pre-pick four people out of the group to be kind of part of the show. Part of oh my the, gosh. Okay. Did you know of of any this, of the people? This show, the show we went to was all Acers. So I did know some of them. Okay, who was it? I'm dying. Uh, Jackie was one of them. <laughs> Jackie Edwards. She is the East Pacific Southwest Regional Rep. Yay, Jackie! So then, the kind of I guess pre-show host uh, introduces the host of the show, and he comes in, and the show kind of starts. It lasts about 20 minutes, and it's, I mean, based on kind of like a real like seance experience is the best way to describe it. Uh, the four people around the table are part of it with the uh, with the host, and it just gets kind of crazy. Things is fall it off scary? I would say it's intense. Parts okay. of it could definitely be scary because uh, the lights go out at a point. There's various air and other things that make it feel like stuff is on the back of your leg. The seats drop what? Uh, a little bit and move and shake stuff comes down from the ceiling and makes it feel like stuff is like crawling on you. Um, Whoa, this sounds so cool. Yeah, so really, really cool experience. Highly recommend uh, anybody in the Lagoon area to attend the seance. Uh, Definitely a very cool show and experience. It seems also like maybe not for the faint of heart. (laughs) I would say no. Okay, kids? Do they allow kids? Uh, they do, but I mean, I think that would be based on kind of, you know, your what you know your kids can handle. Okay. All right. But nothing like too risque or, you know, like crazy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a parent. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little risky in my opinion. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. So, you know, yeah. choose your own adventure. Yes. <laughs> parents. <laughs> So what was your first impression of Lagoon on this first day? I was really kind of blown away. The staff was super friendly. Uh, it's a really unique park. Um, they, you know, allow outside food and drinks. What? Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's very much like kind of like Knobles in that sense where mm-hmm. they do a lot of group picnic business and they have a lot of pavilions. And yeah, just a really unique place. So you basically got a little bit less than a half day at this park, but it sounds like you got to do a lot. Primordial three times and uh, Cannibal once and then this seance plus food. But then you had an entire day at Lagoon the next day, right? That's correct. We started, uh, we got in at 730 in the morning the next day. Wow. uh, With uh, breakfast starting at eight. And they had a nice little continental breakfast with... uh, bagels and donuts and fruit and yogurt and a few other things muffins and pastries um and then from 8 30 to 10 we had exclusive ride time on roller coaster wicked and the carousel oh great how was that uh that was a lot of fun uh roller coaster is actually an ace landmark coaster uh, that's right opened in 1921 if i remember correctly and that was really a lot of fun and you can tell they're proud of it being an ace landmark coaster the plaque is proudly displayed in the station uh they have a uh, 
whole wall in the station is kind of a timeline of the part of the ride. And it also talks about it being awarded the Ace Landmark uh, plaque. So it was really cool to see that. That is cool. I always love seeing that. So then headed over to Wicked, which is uh, was made by Zira. It opened in, I think, 2007. And it's it's a lot of fun. I was actually really surprised by it. It is uh, what would normally look like a vertical lift hill, except for it's launched. So it launches you up, you know, that top hat, top hat shape, uh, and nice. then you go straight down again. So really surprised, really fun ride. Ended up riding it a couple of times just because of how enjoyable and fun it was. Oh, good. And then was everybody sort of on their own after that? Yeah. So after that, uh, everybody was on their own up until uh, the group. Well, I take that back. We did a group photo at 930 uh, in front of Roller Coaster. Nice. And then from uh, 10 to 11, the park was open on Saturday. Uh, from 2.30 to 3.30, they uh, they had a uh, park history presentation for us. Uh, oh, did you go to that? I did. It was really good to uh, kind of get to s- hear about how Lagoon started and like what it was. And uh, it's crazy to think that it's a family-owned park and right. they are putting out the rides and coasters that they do was this more like a slide slideshow presentation or was it just a discussion did they walk you around uh so it was slideshow with some videos uh they had some videos from like the 1930s even in the slideshow which was really cool to see oh so cool Um, and yeah just kind of walked us through and opened it up for questions at the end so we could ask kind of questions to julie and uh what do you think of Julie? She's great. Oh, huh? she's amazing. Julie's awesome. We loved having her on the podcast. She was so fun and so excited to have everybody there. So yes, yeah, I'm glad you got to meet her. And then, is it true that um, was Frightmares happening the, yes, while y'all so were there? Frightmares was happening both Friday night and Saturday night. So uh, that's their Halloween event. So they had. Haunted houses we could go through. Uh, Ace members were able to buy uh, their time warp passes at a slight discount. Uh, that, that's I took like advantage the express of. pass? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, took advantage of that and was able to do, you know, all of their haunted houses within probably like two uh, two hours. Yeah. Um, how were so they? It, it, they were really good. Definitely unique. Uh, some intense, some kind of you know a little more family friendly and fun i would say and they have like a spider scale that shows kind of like the intensity of the houses oh that's nice uh, i haven't of, seen that i haven't no, seen that, that at all yeah kind of unique neat. yeah so it kind of gave you an idea of what you're expecting walking into it too all right so what else what am i missing from that day uh let's see what else we do we had dinner that evening and we also did um silent auction Oh, uh, for which what? Was fun. Uh, so we, they had a couple of various items, uh, including a log from their log flume, their their old log flume that they've since removed. Like a whole uh, log, like a yes, whole you could sit a in whole it. Log. What? Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh! Did someone get it? <laughs> someone did. What? Uh, somebody local to the lagoon. I would area. think. Yeah, you're not <laughs> yeah. shipping that home, FedEx. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I mean, you I could, on, but <laughs> I ended up bidding on and winning a piece of uh, roller coaster that they had done for their hundredth anniversary of the ride. 
Oh, nice. Uh, so, Congratulations. Yeah, so really Do you have cool. a picture of you with it? We'll post it. <laughs> I will send one. Do it. All right, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the other nice thing is Lagoon gave all of us that attended a copy of their uh, history book uh, that kind oh. of walks through the history of Lagoon and uh, how it all started. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. And then I think other people had a chance to go on seance the second night as well. That's correct. So the second show for second ACE exclusive show was on a Saturday evening uh, mm-hmm. after dinner. And so that was your basically day and a half at Lagoon. Do you feel like it was enough time? I mean, I, thankfully, with ACE getting all of the exclusive ride time and um, being able to have that, you know, time warp pass. I'm sure that that helps. But for someone traveling to Lagoon, how many days would you say that they need? I I felt like this day and a half was enough time. I was able to ride and do everything that uh, I wanted to do. And I know that mm-hmm. the rest of my group felt kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we enjoyed it. We got to do some re-rides. Uh, got, we felt like we really got to explore the park because uh, there's some, you know, really unique things. Uh, and I know Julie talked about like the Pioneer Village, mm-hmm. uh, which was just a really unique part of Lagoon, I would say. You don't see that anywhere else. So, Did you have a favorite experience, attraction, coaster there? I'm going to cop out and say my favorite uh, coaster was Primordial. That's not a cop out. <laughs> I'm sure they would be happy to hear you say that. <laughs> Where they just, you know, invested. So that makes sense to me. But I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. And so, and you got some rides on it. So that's yes. amazing. It was Wonderful. a lot of fun. All right. So that was Lagoon. Overall thoughts was that you loved it. And maybe day and a half, you think, was a good amount of time. So two days. Yes. And people will be all set. Cool. Yes. Now we have to talk about Sunday. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Sunday at SNS Worldwide. For those who don't know, explain who SNS Worldwide is. SNS is a uh, ride manufacturer. And so, what they are probably, I would say, best known for are their tower attractions. So, Space Shot, Turbo Drop, and then the combo towers that you know we see at all of the parks uh, mm-hmm. that we know and love. Uh, and then they've also done, you know, the 40 free spin coasters. Um, but the other cool thing is SNS uh, purchased Arrow back in the early 2000s. Yes, so Arrow development. The entire archive of Arrow blueprints and all of that good stuff as well. And they help, you know, maintain those older Arrow rides and produce parts and stuff like that. So. I have gotten to meet Preston Perks now a couple times, and uh, it's so fun how excited they are about owning all of the history behind yes. Arrow development, and that they're all super into it, but also seemingly a little overwhelmed with how much they actually have. And were you? I was on this online event that ace hosted and preston came on for like an hour and in the comments you could just drop what you wanted him to go look for and he would find he found the haunted mansion doom buggy blueprints and he was a different filing count it's pulling out and we're like wait what is that we're like oh my gosh it's the, it's this right it's that right you know like, it was so fun did I was you get to that, see that oh you were yeah i was on that digital event too and that was absolutely amazing preston's I, wonderful 
I just uh, love his enthusiasm for yes. all of it. And yeah, if you ever get a chance to meet Preston or be at a digital event um, and you're at all any kind of fan, which we all are, right? And yes. Arrow Development's history is just wild with everything from Disney and just how entrenched in the roller coaster industry like they you know basically started i I don't know Mm -hmm. it's just phenomenal so what was it like to actually go there did you get to go inside was there a tour like what happened yes so when we all got there um everybody was just kind of mingling in the parking lot for a little bit taking pictures in front of their sign obviously right across their parking lot is the access prototype coaster as well as a steeplechase prototype Oh, um, so those neat. are both sitting in kind of the field next to their parking lot. Yes. Um, so then we all kind of got went in. Uh, we were divided up into, I believe, six groups. And we were kind of had tables set down and they kind of welcomed us, talked us through. Preston did, as well as Jason, who's the uh, president and CEO of SNS. And then they uh, split us up and we went on our tour. Um the one thing I will say is they didn't allow any photos or video inside, of course. I was wondering, because you know. I had been looking on the Facebook pages and been like, where's the photo? I saw a lot of <laughs> Access Coaster. More on that in a second. But I didn't see anything from inside. And I was like, oh, that's probably why. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So they, you know, their clients' uh, confidentiality, they t- take very seriously. So they want to make sure nothing gets out before, you know, their clients are ready. Of course. Um, so... But it was well, of really cool. We actually they, know what things would mean. <laughs> so. Exactly, exactly, and they they know that, so they're they're mindful. So it was really cool going on the tour. We got to see, you know, all kinds of various areas. So we got to see like their IT area, um, and that's one thing. You know, their SNS rides are very connected. They're able to dial in remotely to most of their attractions and help troubleshoot with the parks. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, you know, kind of really cool to get to see that area. They took us into, into their engineering area. I uh, got to see kind of where all of their engineers work and where that kind of magic happens. Uh, and then they started taking us through the various parts of their shops. So kind of where they do their testing and inspections, their parts inventory, their welding area, their paint shop, um, their shipping and receiving area. Um, and then we went into like kind of their office area where like Preston and Jason and all of them have their offices, uh, their customer service area. And then uh, I would say probably one of the cooler parts was getting to go into that Arrow uh, archive room. You did not. Oh, yes, that's we so did. cool. Were they like, don't touch anything? Or were they letting you kind of walk around? <laughs> uh, it was very much they were showing us things. And uh, I got lucky and Preston was my tour guide. Yes. Um, so he did pull out a couple of... Uh, old Disney folders, so like the Dumbo <gasps> ride, like uh, handwritten engineering calculations, which was really cool to see. What? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Priceless. Yes. That must so, have been so cool. Oh, no, it was so very cool. And so that took a uh, couple hours and then the group uh, went back down. We got had lunch, so they had uh, pizza for us as well as some uh, drinks and uh, dessert items. And during lunch is when they uh, raffled off the opportunity to ride the Axis Coaster. Oh my and gosh. So 70, 72 people got to ride. Interesting. Okay, so out of 280-something. 210. 
210, sorry. Um, so about ha- half-ish? Ish. Less yeah. than half? Half-ish. That must have been stressful. <laughs> was it stressful? Uh, Were people all upset about how this was done? How, how did this go? I mean, I would say it went really well. Um, even though it was totally random, I would say, generally speaking, you know, it was very well divided between all of the groups who ended up getting picked. Um, but yeah, it was just names in a bucket and they were just drawing names and kind of going with it. And so um, everybody was entered? Everybody that was registered oh, okay. was entered. Well, then that's fair. Okay. Exactly. So yeah, it was done that way, which is the most fair versus, you know, where we charged and bought raffle tickets, then, you know, you could skew it that way. But this was one entry per person, which I think worked out very well. Awesome. And so and then, that many people were picked and then everybody went right out there to go do it? Yeah. So after that, they started doing rides and uh, they, we rode from about one o'clock till about three forty-five, four o'clock. So you were one of the people who got to ride. Am I right? So while I, I did get to ride the X-Coaster, I did not ride during FallCon. Um I had the opportunity to ride with other members of the EC uh, later in the week during our EC meeting. All of those of us on the EC, if we did get drawn, we bowed out and gave that opportunity to ride to uh, other members, knowing we may have the opportunity during our time during the executive committee meeting to ride. We kind of felt like, let's give other people a chance. Yeah, that's nice. We get the chance to, you know, weather permitting, which... We got wasn't lucky. Guaranteed, had, right? yeah. It wasn't guaranteed. We got we had a small window where we actually were able to ride, but it was raining a little bit during our ride. Uh, but you did get a, you did eventually get to ride it. I did eventually get to ride, and uh, it's an amazing ride. So um, can you explain it to us? Because I think all of us at this point have seen <laughs> some of the the videos that standby onlookers have, were, have taken, but I haven't gotten any like reviews from anyone. So it's an air-launched prototype right now. It's called the Axis because the car that you're in does rotate kind of freely. And so what that allows is for the, no matter where the train is, where the like base of the train is, it could be hanging above you and you could be swinging underneath it, or you can rotate and be above the track. So it creates this really unique experience, I think is the best way to describe it but it Uh, is free it's not determined like it's not the same every time correct so like the weight of the vehicle will influence that you can do it like at the top of the right after launch up the hill into the turn you do typically do a flip um so you do get an inversion there and then you kind of you know go through the rest of the track it's very simple short it's like 800 feet of track but a whole lot of fun. The launch is super intense with it being an air launch because uh, you get that really quick acceleration and it's super smooth is the other thing I will say. That was my um, next question. Is it at all like, painful or is it? No, nice? not, not at all. Like very smooth, a whole lot of fun, such a cool experience. I mean, I don't know how many people, you know, get to ride a prototype attraction. That is um, such a so, cool, unique experience for ACE members to get. Exactly. I absolutely love that. What uh, so lovely of SNS. I've got to think that the that there was extra manpower and electricity. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, they have a they had a full crew and 
you know, that was the one thing too, even though it is a prototype, it still had like a full ride control panel, including, you know, the secondary panel where, you know, both operators have to push at the same time sort of thing, like you would see on a normal coaster, which was kind of cool. Um, But, you know, it doesn't have a full station. It's just like a wooden platform. So they're manually pushing that in and out to help get you on and off. Uh, So, wow, really cool experience, but definitely Really appreciate the SNS team coming in on their day off on Sunday to kind of run make that, that ride happen and make that yeah. happen, and then make it happen later in the week for the executive committee. That's awesome that they did yeah. that. So, and go ahead. I was going to say, fun fact: I was we asked Preston uh, later in the week. We're like, so is that the longest that y'all have run the prototype, like with this size of a group? And he said, yes. Yeah, I would think right yeah. for seventy something people. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I'm sure that's a lot. But hey, good uh, practice for there, <laughs> for to see how they how it goes. When exactly. That often. So have they? Did they make any announcements? Like, has any of them been sold? Did they say any? There's any so, movement. I believe he. I did do believe Preston told us at CoasterCon during his presentation that they have sold uh, at least one, but that's all we know. Okay, so no updates post CoasterCon. No. Got it. And do you think that the experience would be similar in a park or do you think how do you think it would maybe change? Obviously there wouldn't be the manpower. <laughs> yeah, and I believe it would be a much longer train because it's only mm-hmm. like a short train that seats four people right now. So I think that'll change the experience. Um, how many people do you think they could do? That I don't know. And I don't know if it's going to be a traditional lift or if it'll be launched as well. They haven't indicated that. So um, hmm. I I think it could be, you know, seeing a full, full-blown ride of this. I, I'm excited to see what the possibilities are. Would you compare it to um, like X2? Like, what do you think, would you compare the ride style of it? I know you've been on X2 at Six Flags Magic Mountain. So I'm just yes, wondering. I mean, I would, obviously that's not free. No, in the Mm -hmm. free spin part, like the the free part of it, I would almost compare it to like the 40 free spins, kind of Mm -hmm. like um, Batman the Ride at Fiesta Texas uh, as an example of one of those combined with like an an old school suspended coaster almost. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I will say looking at the photos on their websites, they are six cars in each train. Uh, oh, okay. It's obviously based on artist renderings, but we'll see what ends up happening. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. What park would you want to see an access coaster in? Obviously uh, your home park. <laughs> I would love to see it in either of my home parks, whether it's SeaWorld, Texas, or SeaWorld San Antonio or uh, Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. All right. Yeah. I, I want it at Magic Mountain, but that's just me. <laughs> we all want it. Exactly. Very cool. All right. Well, that sounds amazing. And uh, congratulations to all of the Acers who got on it. And if you haven't seen the footage yet, I think we'll have it linked in the show notes to some of the Facebook and Instagram videos that we have of Axis and some of our members getting to ride it and let us know what you think, listeners. Uh, But now I'd love to get into a little bit more of the executive committee meeting. Um, So you stayed, most people probably left on Sunday night or Monday morning to head home. Uh, But the executive committee stayed a couple extra days, correct? That's correct. We stayed uh, through Tuesday evening. 
Wow. And this was two full days of meeting? Uh, we ended up getting, I would say, a day and a half of full meetings just because of some people's flights based on, you know, uh, traveling sure. and such. You know, we had to leave a little, some people had to leave a little bit earlier on Tuesday, but we kind of split into two groups and those that were able to stay later, we still had some productive discussions as well. So I think for everybody who went to CoasterCon 45, we got to see um, an executive committee uh, meeting live. Was it similar to that or are there any differences? So I will say part of it's very similar to that where we, you know, have the opportunity to go through kind of what we would call old business. So all of our various committees do submit reports to each of the directors before each uh, EC meeting. And we provide those to all of the EC committee members uh, beforehand. Oh, and I so submitted we have, one. That's right. Yes. So <laughs> all the executive committee members have the opportunity to review all of these reports. That way, when we get into like the old business part, we already kind of know what's in there. We can ask any questions if we have any questions. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we really try to spend most of our time talking about new business. Um, right. Okay. And so that and could that- be... And what I could say is that could be anything from, you know, us talking about uh, any input we've gotten from the members, because I know Elizabeth and a couple of her emails have sent out, you know, asking members if they had anything they wanted the EC to discuss. So we did bring up a few of those topics. Um, It could be us, as exciting as it sounds, you know, we were talking about the 2024 budget. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, these are important we, things, right? Right. We are, you know, a 501c3. So, you know, we do have to, you know, keep in mind our budgets and operate within them uh, and, you know, be upfront with our members about that. That's all of this is, you know, out there in the member download section. Oh, um, so we can read everything. Uh, so what? after each EC meeting, uh, they we do a full minutes and those minutes are put after the next EC meeting, we... we vote on them and confirm that they are accurate and after that one they get posted so like we will post the october ec meeting minutes and after the march meeting uh that way we have time to edit make sure everything's in there and uh can be reviewed great yeah so this wasn't open to the public the way that coaster con Correct. Was. How Correct. many times does the EC meet? So you're saying once in March, once at CoasterCon in front of everybody, and then once in the fall? And once in the fall. And then we usually will do kind of a planning session in January, but we do that virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll kind of talk about what our goals are for the year and kind of all of that stuff at the in January usually. Anything that you are comfortable or are allowed to share from the meetings that you think that our members would be interested in? I mean, ultimately, what I want to say is, you know, everybody on the EC, our focus is the member experience. So we want to ensure that, you know, all of our members have a good experience. They feel welcomed in ACE uh, and that we, you know, grow our club and we develop, you know, these partnerships, not only with uh, the various amusement parks and theme parks, but also with, you know, manufacturers. SNS yeah. is a prime example. Uh, you know, that's a, we have a good relationship with them they wanted to host the ec meeting and it just worked out really well the timing did so you know it was a lot of it was it was a lot of fun and you know we did get to spend some time with sns and with preston and jason uh chatting with them you know just strengthening that bond with uh the industry and ace 
Wonderful. If there was someone out there who wanted to get more involved in ACE and maybe consider being part of the executive committee in the future, what advice would you give them? What would you say? So what I would say is volunteer. Uh, So that's how I started off. You know, I started off volunteering on a regional level, helping with regional events. Uh, Then I, you know, based on my day job, uh, you know, I had experience with surveys and, you know, running surveys. So I, once I saw an opening on that committee, I re, you know, submitted the volunteer uh, form, which is on our website. The website for volunteering is ridewithace.com slash group slash volunteer. Nice. And then, we you know, definitely want people to volunteer. That's the best way to get involved, to meet other people and have your voice heard too. Exactly. And so, you know, just being active and what I the other thing I would say too is if you find if you start in one role and you find that it's not the right role for you and you're not you know getting as involved as you thought you were you know let your let your EC member know we can help find you a different role that you know may be more interesting maybe more your passion because it's really what part of it is too is we you know we're a volunteer club every nobody is paid in ace it's all volunteer run and so we want to make sure that what you're doing is something you're passionate about and you have fun doing because that's what helps make the club better. Make sure you check out the website ridewithace.com slash group slash volunteer. Joseph, do you have any upcoming trips planned or what's next for you? Uh, so my next upcoming trip, I've got uh, Fright Bash, which will be coming up at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas on October 14th. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, I will be going to IAPA in November. IAPA Expo. I will see you there. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Talk about work. We're going (laughs) to. I know. (laughs) It's going to be good, but I'm I'm excited for all the announcements. But yeah, the podcast team, we will be for sure uh, putting in some hours during that time. But more on that later, listeners. Joseph, again, thank you so much. I'm excited to see you next month. Yay. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to see you, too. Speaking of ACE events, we don't want you to miss the registration for any upcoming ACE events, so make sure you're checking the website, ridewithace.com, under the events calendar, but also follow ACE everywhere you consume your social media, because we are everywhere. We're on Facebook, X, Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Make sure you're subscribed to ACE's pages on YouTube, on Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Follow us everywhere to stay on top of all of the coaster and park news coming out, and to hear what your ACE membership has to offer. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you can. Thanks for listening. Hope you get to ride a coaster today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information and we will see you at the parks. <laughs>